Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. I am super excited, uh, even more excited now that we had some offline conversations about the show we have today. I've got a friend, uh, a guy that I met years ago through the Real Estate Guys Network. If you've listened to the show, you know that the Real Estate Guys are a community that I really just love and appreciate. And I've met so many amazing humans through that world. And today's guest is no different, um, Billy Brown. When Billy and I first met, um, his day job was lender, which I, I just got so distracted by his uh, most recent <laughs> venture that I'm sure we'll get into all that. But Billy, thanks for being on the show, man. Mike, it's great to connect. I mean, it's it's kind of fun to to reconnect, and and we you know, before they recorded, we got thirty minutes of conversation going on about everything else. I was like, we probably ought to stop and actually use this for the podcast. Yeah, but, uh, so glad to, to reconnect and, and catch up and, and share some wisdom for you and your your audience. Yeah, and uh, you know, anytime we start talking about golf, um, it's easy for me to get distracted, but. The business venture, which again, we'll get into that you've created mm -hmm. around golf is just super intriguing. So before we get off on that, um, let's get into the four questions. If you could narrow it down to one thing that has had the greatest impact on your success, Billy, what would that be? Oh, that is so easy, Mike. Failure. Yeah. Failure is my best in, in success. Um, I don't know how many people out there fear failure, um, but a long time ago, I was super anal about like being perfect and once I figured out that that was not achievable in anything, and actually you'll never be successful if you're perfect. Mm. Only the unperfect people that have a lot of failures are actually successful. In fact, failure is the number one ingredient in success. And I'm going, oh my gosh, I fail a lot. I got to be super successful because I know that now. That has completely freed me up. So failure is the biggest, uh, biggest asset there and biggest uh, win, yeah. You know, I so relate to that. And really that's what I love about, you know, having conversations with people like you, because mm -hmm. I think we can learn more from other people's failures too, not only our own, yeah. but a lot of times people don't want to share that. And I, I find, you know, a lot of times we get so busy um, and I fit in the same category. I fail so mm -hmm. often that half the time I forget how many mistakes I've made. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. I love it. Yeah. We, we, we use that and as we're consulting and clients and all that, because, you know, we get the background of real estate and syndicating, investing, raising money, capital, all that. It's like, the reason we're able to add so much value to you is not because we're, our robes are white and pristine. It's because we've got the broken noses. We've got the, the bloody, you know, the, the black eyes, the broken arms, the cuts, the scars, or anything like that to be able to share with you and know like, Hey, these are, yeah, they're here, but it's part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And we can share that with you too. I hope to kind of release some of the pain, but also know like, don't be scared of it. It's fine. It's okay to get hurt and injured along the way, but on the other side of it's freedom. Yeah. So good. What was your greatest yeah. setback and what did you learn from it? Oh my goodness. Um, man, if, if I can go deep real quick with yeah, you, because yeah, I, I know you'd love you. Um, the, the biggest setback, and this has kind of been more revealed to me, especially 2020 and all this, is not to say that the, the setback is a realization. My, my dad spent 30 years creating a business. Hmm. We never went on a vacation. He got caught up in the 1986 um, uh, tax reform. Between that is in his uh, lines of credit for his business got called. All of a sudden, you've got no, you've got no, uh, you've got no uh, uh, lines of credit. You've got no cash flow for inventory, and his, his business went bankrupt. Hmm. I mean, shortly after that, and he fast forward a few years later, he got he had a heart attack and he got cancer and died in 2013. Hmm. His only trips that he took were to, to MD Anderson when he died in 2013 and I was like, there's no, there's no then like he, there's always going to be a then at some point he'd have enough money to then go. And then never happened. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that whole thing was my kind of a Genesis story of what we're doing with our investing and with our, our lives and including this place project is creating ant, mm -hmm. you know, part of your freedom there is like, how do you have freedom and, mm -hmm financial success. 
at the same time around the things that you love. And that was kind of that light bulb moment of like, it's great. And that's so good. I want to circle back to that if we have some time. Cause I think that's the thing, you know, you just kind of struck a heart chord there, but you know, I'm even just thinking about it all. One of the things that my, my youngest daughter just graduated. Well, my youngest child, she's my only daughter, but my youngest just graduated. And, you know, Karen and I were just talking about it. And one thing that we always wanted to do when they graduated, take them on, you know, a big trip. And, um, Kate and, or Dylan graduated my first. And then when Tim graduated, and, you know, it's kind of funny because COVID hit in 2020, that was like yeah. his graduation year. And he just, yeah. he just never went back to school, like yeah. halfway through his year. And Karen and I were just talking about it because Kayton just graduated and she really wants to go to Greece. And I'm like, you know, we really need to make that a priority. We got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, you know, and we never really actually took Tim's trip either. And man, mm-hmm. I don't know. But like, when you say that, it's just, <sighs> like, it's busy. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, as soon as we get up here, just go do it, schedule it because it'll, it'll pass. I mean, again, you know, we're, I've got a five and a half year old and she, you know, all of a sudden she's a kindergartner, like, Oh my God, what just happened? And I see friends that are, you know, like all of a sudden their kids are off to college and going, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Where, where did it go? Yeah. Um, so time is, time is fleeting and you got to really make it out a priority to go create those cruise experiences, not for yourself, but also for them. Yeah. Um, Cause you're never going to get back. Yeah. You know, and we've done a pretty great job. I mean, our kids have seen the world. We travel a lot. I mean, even yeah. this year, we've yeah. taken a ton of trips. But I, when I think about these graduation trips and like even, you know, Kate wants to go to Greece yeah. and I'm like, you know, maybe we need to wait a little bit because we need to do it right and we need to take the time. No, we just need to do it. Like, just do it. Just do, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, yeah, there's only one graduation. Mm-hmm. There's only one, you know, there's only one chance and you never, you never know. So it's, uh, and you guys in that place where you can, you had the, the financial ability to go do it, just making a time priority and going, okay, we're going to go do it. And, yeah. uh, and just pull the trigger and uh, I'll be jealous. He's like, I want to go. Yeah. It's so important. And, you know, I was yeah. reviewing my, my goals and, you know, one of my yeah. goals this year was, and I think it's just seasons, but it was <laughs> to really make sure that, you know, I have, I connect with every one of my kids, uh, try to every day, but at least, a few times a week intentionally. Cause my kids are at that point where, you know, they're yeah. Dylan lives on his own with his girlfriend. Tim lives in Phoenix. Now Caton's great. Yeah. Even just living in our house, like Caton's graduated. And even though she lives here, an entire day can go by where you don't really connect. Right. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's pretty well. Yeah. And yeah, that's in a disconnected world. I mean, connection is so, is so key. And just being that, being that, uh, intentional, um, that's, that's very, you know, what, I don't know. It strikes core with me too. Cause as my, my daughter's five and a half and she like, you know, we the TV babysits her where I'm on my phone texting people cause I've got dad's busy, yeah. you know, but it's like, you know what, we need to go do stuff. And now, you know, we're at summertime. So actually putting it down and going swimming. Now we got that time where she's with me playing all that. That's just, it's just precious to me. I mean, obviously it's, you know, 45 minutes an hour. Like I just get to have her and, and play with her. That's, that's just fun. Yeah. So, so cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing that about your dad and yeah. just getting vulnerable. Yeah. It kind of brought me back to center for, yeah. For the conversation. What's about, man. Yeah. yeah. What is the piece of advice you find yourself sharing the most? I mean, I, I got two. I mean, one of she's the failure failures and the one ingredient is the success and not to be scared of it. And the other one is, you know, try to create and, hmm. you know, and that's a bit drill out uh, right off the bat, but you know, there, there is a way to go do it. People, people try to invest to then do something mm-hmm. and, you know, reframing it of like, why don't you do both? Yeah. You know, how do you, how do you go create businesses and freedom around the activities you already do with the people you love doing them with mm. and, and that freedom? I mean, it's not a dollar amount. Mm-mm. I mean, it's experiences in the time and, and the activities to go create those deeper relationships. Yeah. So how do you, how can you go do that is the question I'd ask people was like, you know, just pencil it out. Um, what does that look like? What are the, who are the, you know, what are the top five things you do that brings the most deepest enjoyment? And then who are the top five people that you, you know, you enjoy doing this with. And then all of a sudden ask those questions like, was there a monetary, is there a monetary play there to create around both of those? Mm-hmm. You know, it's such valuable wisdom because I, I think it's human nature, but I think it's also, uh, not just human nature, but I think it's, it's just nature. Um, when we, when we get, I mean, if we're waiting for 
you know, this, this moment when we have our freedom or have the money or have the time or anything else, like when we get there, it's not like the heavens open up and we have this aha moment anyway, you're going to move the goalpost. Right. And so I think there's so much wisdom in what you just said. When I, when I sold my business in 2014, I've often said it was the best and worst day of my life because, you know, I'm 30, I think I was 30, I was 35, 34. I'm retired but the heavens didn't open up. Like my life didn't change. Nothing was different. Like, you know, there wasn't, nobody rolled out the carpet. Like it was just another Mm -hmm. thing. And the reality is, is those goalposts are going to keep moving anyway. So if you're waiting, I love the wisdom that you just shared, because if you're waiting until the right time or until we have enough money or whatever it is to enjoy your life, that's a bad place to be. It really is. And and part of it is, I mean, you're, you're an athlete, I'm an athlete the you're, you grew up in these households of you know that's my, my dad was you know born in the 40s 30s 1930s so they, there's lack there mm. and there's the thing about earning it um delayed gratification is a big big deal you know grind it out is a big big deal there's you know we as, as men were, were put on this this pedestal about the burnout and like you know how many hours you work how much sweat you put in and how much stress you put in your life and that's a badge of honor mm-hmm. you're like what a freaking miserable life like there's got to be a better way yeah you know the delay you know i call it say you know so i started looking at going you know what delay gratification is dumb mm. i mean don't be stupid with your money but at the same time like reward yourself along the way. It's okay to like not hit the end goal. It's like, what's the first beat, you know, 15 meters you hit. Cool. Go celebrate. Yeah. Go do something, but also live life. Life's meant to be lived. We always think about the financial freedom. Like, you know, we know what, let's be on my, my wallet on me. Um, we don't want, you know, the difference between money, wealth and, and currency is, I mean, I know your, your, your audience knows that it's like currency is, is just energy. Mm-hmm. You're trading it. Mm-hmm. It's like trade it for something that you want to go do, not for something and not hold it. Because if it's stored, where's it going? Yeah. You know, it's just that currency is sitting in your pocket. Like you can go use it to go create good. And somebody, somebody gave a great example. You know, the whole thing about, well, money doesn't create happiness. Well, if you give a broke person a hundred dollars, how happy are they? That energy is transferred. That gift is transferred. It's not the money. Yep. It's the giving yeah. And the same thing of the, the energy of the currency from our, from our work. And we go trade that for a nice meal or an experience or just time with your family doing, mm-hmm. going to a movie. I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah. Not just having it, setting it there to then go, cause it'll rot. And so are you. Yeah. I love that. And I, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time with Robert Kiyosaki on the real estate guys cruise and everything else. And, you know, one thing that he always has said that really stuck with me is, um, you know, he measures wealth in the amount of days that he doesn't have to work. Right. And that's always been Mm -hmm. kind of like my, my barometer. It's not that I don't want to work hard. It's not that I don't Mm -hmm. love work, but dang it. If there's a day that, you know, my daughter needs me or I'll never forget one time, my oldest son, Dylan was, um, you know, he was already, I think he was 17 or 18 and he started a business at a young age because he was competing, wake surfing. And he had a lot of pressure on him because he was already in his business and he was kind of in a funk. And I remember on a Sunday afternoon, I went to Kara and I said, you know, it was the middle of winter. And I said, I think I need to take Dylan out of town. And she's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I think we'll go to park city for the weekend. And we were living in Phoenix already. So I went to Dylan and I said, Hey, do you want to go to park city and go skiing for a couple of days? And his, you know, he just lit yeah. up and we booked, yeah. we booked a plane ticket. We flew out later that night and we went to park city for a few days. And so when you talk about, I love how you said that, you know, yeah, maybe money doesn't buy happiness, but the reality is, um, I haven't met very many people who, you know, have their financial freedom and can take time off and whatever. Um, really the ability to be able to do whatever you want and, and that's different for everyone. Even the dollar amount's yeah. different for everyone. Your, yeah. your freedom number is different than mine. But the reality at the end of the day, so many people that would make that comment, like money doesn't make you happy. I mean, they're grinding and they're frustrated and they're upset. And all they do is work their tail off every day. And then they come and say, money doesn't make you happy. Well, not having money <laughs> definitely yeah. doesn't make you happy either. Yeah. Yeah. Yet they're, they're not happy chasing their money. You know, that's the, that's the thing. They're, they're chasing it. 
you know, it's a, it's a religion. They're, they're, you know, they're bowing to it because they have to, they feel like they have to, uh, again, to like, you know, we're maybe we were a few years ago before we got enlightened by, you know, everything going on in the world of, Hey, it's, you've got, you've got a different mindset around it and money and freedom and all that. So it's, for us, it's definitely about, uh, about that. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I was thinking through like all, all the situations where the, I, I was grew up wrong, you know, like money doesn't buy happiness. Like, well, yeah, I actually can. Yeah. Well, you I'm, know, it makes me happy. I mean, here's, here's another one. Um, the people that, that this is the law of attraction. If you say to your spouse, I don't love you money. You don't, you don't bring me happiness. I don't love you. What does that do to them? Mm-hmm. It holds them away. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to, Yeah. but loving something doesn't mean you're worshiping it. Yeah. And if you're open to it, it was like, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. You welcome more of it to you and now you're able to use it for good. You know, it's interesting that we're talking about this because I was literally thinking about um, what I want to record for my solo episode, um, which is going to air before this one will too. But I was thinking about it yesterday and, you know, there's some things that I want in life that I don't have. I love, like we went to Monaco and I loved like the yachts and being on a yacht, like being on a private jet. Like I love that. I mean, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to apologize. Like I love nice no, things. No, apologize. Yeah. yeah, love it. Yeah. And but I think so many times, like our natural tendency, and and again, I think I love that we're talking about this because I think our natural tendency, even even when we get open to the idea, you know, of the law of attraction and abundance, when we start dreaming, you know, bigger than what we can currently feel and expand, we get into this zone. Just I think it's again, it's human nature to get into this place where, you know what, I don't need that. Or I don't, nobody needs anything. Like all we really need is food, water, and shelter, right? That's all we really need. Um, So for us to not like open our, I think so many of us have turned off our dreamer. Yeah. Oh, and that's, we were talking about this today because we in our mastermind, again, on, on freedom factor, you know, creating that life around what you really want. And I mean, I'm, I mean, grew up poor. He grew up like, hey, you only needed certain things. And we're our challenge to go, just take it small. What's your ideal day? And actually, I did this in, I don't know, June or whatever, like one bank holiday. And I was like, I'm going to go do my ideal day the best I can. Your wife and kids were out of town. So I was like, okay, just, it's just for me. Just for me. What what Billy want to go do? And so I worked out in the morning, played golf got a massage and got a great dinner, mm. went to bed early. And I'm like, that is the happiest I've ever been in so long. It was like, this is the greatest thing ever. That's I mean, awesome. it was like, wow. I mean, this was, it was a beautiful day. And I mean, it was just like fantastic. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't have to be a whole lot of money, but yeah, I mean, those things that bring you joy, it's okay to pursue them. Or mm. I mean, hell somebody, again, this is my thing is like, it's like a pool. Like, I don't want to say want a pool. I want access to a pool. Yeah. I don't want my own pool. Yeah. On access to jet doesn't mean I actually need one. Yeah. Um, so those type of things you actually just make friends with because they love to share. Mm-hmm. Rich people love to share. Yeah. You know, that's another, yeah. that's such a, yeah. a interesting point too, that um, I think a lot of people think that the, you know, the more wealthy, they, I think it's just the old thing, right? Like some of it's yeah. in, ingrained mindset, but the, like the wealthy people that I know, like when I think of probably like the top 10 most wealthiest people that I know, yeah. most of them are very, very, very generous, giving kind humans, yeah. like crazy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that, that, that I've seen is as long as you're not a taker, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're humble and what you're, what you're asking or you be able to give back and add value somehow, some way, you know, there's a relationship there where it doesn't matter where you're at. Um, but I know I found myself, and we'll get into this a little bit later, later, I'm sure is, you know, we're, where the wealthy people are selfish is on their time. Mm-hmm. They, they have the freedom to say no. Yeah. And the smile. It's like, no, thank you. Yeah. One and of that's, that's powerful. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite humans in the world, her name's Lori Harder. And she's always talking about her no muscle. Like she's always exercising mm-hmm. her no muscle because, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, you got to protect that. So, uh, last question, who has had yeah. the greatest impact on your life? Oh my gosh. I mean, there are so many, 
um, from Allison. Obviously, that changed my world to have a, a wife and a, and a you know now a daughter, and that's, that's so cool because. Um, there's a lot of wisdom from her. I mean, even the genesis of the All Sanctuary was was hers. You know, a little bit of uh, of challenging me. Um, man, what was it? Um, I mean, I can list off 35 people that have been the most impactful. It's hard, right? And everything's tied together. Everything's tied together too. Yeah. I mean, even my CEO for the All Sanctuary, I coached him in college 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the, our head pro we got I mean, the first place I moved in Nashville was a, a room shared at a place for $250 a, a month at this golf course that he was the head pro hmm. in 2003. So he flash forward almost 30 years and now he's 20 years and he's working for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, I mean, just the way our, our lives are, are t- so, I mean, the, I don't think you can get exceeded most because every person you meet has some sort of impact on you. Yeah. Well, and I, I love, I love the answer because there's no right or wrong yeah. answer and really, yeah. The, the question is interesting because I usually get, I mean, either somebody knows exactly who had the greatest impact um, or it kind of comes into the thread that you're talking about where like it really points out how many people have had such a huge impact on our lives, right? And how important relationships are. So I love it. Well, it, it even boils down to like the little things. Like who, you know, if you actually step back and appreciate, especially, I mean, labor shortage, all that, just the person that actually can do the plumbing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can't impact you to even know. Yeah. Like that is massively because that's a disruptor to your day. Yeah. To the air conditioning when it's hot, that's impactful. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's lives, if you actually open yourself up to say, it doesn't matter who you are, but there are gifts and abilities somehow, some way impacted my life where I know them or not. Yeah. And it just completely changed your mindset on the, how you treat other people because you know, even right to the grocery store or a gas station, if you're kind to them, I mean, they have gifts, talents, and abilities that bless others. If, you know, provide energy to them and positive energy so they can go bless others even more Yeah. instead of being a grouch. Yeah. And hopefully in return, it comes back to you. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah. I want to get into yeah. the golf sanctuary <laughs> because we love golf and, and it's such a cool concept. But before we do that, I feel like having you on the show and not getting your opinion on you know, the current world, the current situation we're in, um, lending, where are we headed? If, if Billy pulls out his crystal ball, (laughs) so um, I put on the lending, the lender hat here. Yeah. Uh, so most people know, I mean, I'm the the founder and owner of the old conscious commercial loan brokerage called the investors capital group. And, um, so we do like debt brokering and this a lot of, a lot of strategy and structure, um, a lot of cool, a lot of cool, crazy stuff. Um, so that's my day job. I write a little newsletter every Monday. You're on it. Just kind of give my my perspective on stuff uh, as it relates to investors and the economy and lending and, and, and all that. Um, man, the, the, I mean, I'll tell you this, I'm gonna give you a different perspective. Most, most commercial lenders are going to be like, yeah, rates are going up. Business is drying up. If you see the smile on my face, I'm actually getting excited. Yeah. They're going to raise it probably by the time this thing episode, uh, episode airs, probably another, hundred basis points for the, the fed rates. Yeah. And I was like freaking out. Well, if you'd actually draw a line back, that's probably 2016, 2015. It hasn't been long ago when it was like this, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get ahead of what the so-called transitory inflation was. Well, you're not going to add, you're not gonna, the only way to, to get out of inflation is create deflation. Cause if you can't increase supply, you're going to crush demand. And that's what you're trying to do is to be able to kind of create some homeostasis there versus letting the market do it on its own, which the market doing on its own is inflation because you're pinching off supply. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to work. I think it's just going to create more inflation because there's just going to be the people that are relying upon debt and cheap debt to go create their uh, producer goods and services that we buy are going to go under, meaning there's going to be less supply out there because mm-hmm. they crush crush their business with higher interest rates. Yeah. So that's my thought on it. As a real estate investor, what I'm watching for are these investors that have syndicated, what you name it, and used some sort of bridge debt. And their bridge loans are coming up and they're trying to flip to an agency debt or sell it at a cap rate of what are stupid number. And now it doesn't pencil. Mm-hmm. 
So what are they going to go do? Mm-hmm. I mean, they can't go retrade with the former seller. But you know, when they pencil this thing out three years ago, I mean, you're probably you're probably penciling the HD debts at you know probably mid threes. Yeah. Thinking worst case scenario, now they're going to be high fours. Yeah. If so what are you going to go do? Yeah. What are, what are the lenders going to go do on this bridge debt? They going to like extend another year? I don't I don't think so. Right. Um, they're going to be calling these things as well. So I, I, there's going to be as any transition in the economy happens, there's going to be a massive redistribution of wealth. The people that are, are ready for it and, and have great connections, um, you know, are going to prosper very, very well in this thing. And there's people that are going to get wiped out. I mean, knock on wood, we're not one of those people, but um, I'll tell you this, and I'll, and I'll share this little bit of wisdom. And I, I got this from, as a divine at uh, Michael Mantha's event, the Elevate. I don't know if you've been up there in Lancaster and, and, and uh, been to Michael's event, but I was at a point like just worried about freaking everything a year and a half ago. Just absolutely just worried, worried, worried. Like, oh my gosh, I, like between the pandemic and rising interest rates and just freaking everything. Like, how do I prepare for all this? Mm. And as like a light came on going, you can't. I was like, okay, well, what do I do? I was like, you got to trust your hustle, trust your tribe. Mm. That's good. I was like, Trust my hustle, trust my tribe. I was like, okay, I mean, you better find a good pro tribe and you just get it. I mean, the hustle, I mean, you, you know, we hustled our lives. Like, you know, you'll figure it out. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's my wisdom I impart to anyone there. It's like, if you're worried about anything, like, don't worry. Just trust your hustle, trust your tribe. If you don't have, if you don't have hustle, you're probably not listening to the show. Uh, but if you don't have a tribe, I mean, connect with Mike and, and, and his tribe and all, all he has to offer. There's plenty of others we can introduce you to. Yeah. Um, curious follow-up question, um, cause my brain's always, and I, I, I love the perspective that you gave. Um, my, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about what you said and, you know, bridge debt and needing to refinance and the lenders are probably not gonna, you know, mess around with that very long. The, the interesting thing. So when we look back at 08 and I'm not one of those guys that's going to be like, Oh, it's different this time, or it's the same or whatever. I don't think any of that really matters. Cause <laughs> we just have to look at what's in front of us, trust your hustle, trust your tribe, and just try to figure it out. The thing that when I heard what I just heard you say, um, there's so much demand for housing. There's so little supply. Do you think that, so when I think about 08 and houses and, you know, I mean, even as a, I was a contractor then. And so even dealing with banks that were, you know, had um, bank owned homes on their balance sheets and everything else, like it would take, it would take, we'd go look at a house, we'd give a bid on something and the bank would come back and approve it like nine months later. These houses are just yeah. sitting empty. Um, and I don't care if it's residential or commercial or whatever. I do think there's so much demand right now for housing in general. Even if we go into a period of time like that, do you think we're going to um, resolve it faster because of the demand? Or do you think it's going to take long like it did last time? No, I get back to the, I think inflation is going to stick around because there's no, no supply mm-hmm. and no one, I mean, in Nashville were, I think the number I heard was 15,000 homes short mm-hmm. and they're building maybe 3000 homes a year. Mm-hmm. So you do that math. I mean, you, you know, there's no homeostasis there. There's no, it's going to take a long time to break even. Mm-hmm. And the way things are getting approved in Nashville, it may take longer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just not, a, they're not in a hurry. They like the higher values because it's some more taxes or subject there. Um, but, but I do think the the tipping point is going to be watch these, um, watch these hedge funds that have done these build to rent models and watch where they're at. Mm-hmm. And these people that are renting and maybe class a class B plus at some stupid number, you know, Nashville, probably 2000, $3,000 a month, $4,000 a month. And all of a sudden they're like, Hey, I can't afford this anymore. I got to find someplace else. And now these guys that have a whole portfolio of single family rentals out there, those people can't afford it. And you're starting that trickle down, you know, they may start dumping these houses mm-hmm. and, and putting them on the market. So it's uh, flooding the market with more supply. I don't think it's going to like tip the tip the whole thing, but it'd make a significant impact. Cause I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of homes, these, you know, these, these uh, black rock types own, yeah. To build a rent, but it's significant. Um, but I think the uh, like what what I'm worried about 
more than anything, if you just go down to the basics of it, we'll give us in the, in the, in the golf sanctuary, the basics of your bartender servers and, and those type of people being able to do what needs to get done for a business to go wrong. We took that for, for granted. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it was a hiring absolute bonanza there out of COVID because you couldn't find anybody because everyone left. Yep. I don't know what they're doing, but there's some place. Yeah. I think that flood of people coming back from not working, whatever, that can make a significant impact on the economy as well. Cause now you're like, if you don't appreciate your human capital, which I mean, I think most business owners do, and you got somebody you're paying 20 bucks an hour, that's okay. And somebody is like, Hey, you know, I need a job. I'll do it for 10 or whatever it is. I mean, there could be a flipping point there of human capital, not say real estate capital. Interesting. So that's my, that's my two cents there of, of that. That's why I said, but I mean, everyone, everyone knows homeostasis and, and, it all goes back to me eventually. Mm-hmm. It swung one way, it swung the other way. It always comes back to the middle. Yeah. So no matter what, what does that look like and when does it happen? Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And, you know, I, yeah. I think, uh, I, I love the, the phrase, the scripture, you know, there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel and I love yeah. getting all the different viewpoints. So, um, okay, let's get into the fun stuff now. Um, yeah. you, and you again, want to talk we, more about lending? Okay, let's get let's get a lending. DSCRs and then yeah. Well, actually, um, I have a building I need to refinance, so we we could. I mean, that might be a fun conversation, but um, yeah, no. So we fall asleep on the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I've watched you. I've watched you build this project out the golf sanctuary, yeah. and yeah. and that, you know that's the power of social media nowadays too. Because yeah. even though you and I haven't talked for a while, like I saw you build yeah. this out. I've seen your um, struggles and your wins. Um, but I really didn't understand it until you told me about it today. And the coolest thing is like you, you, you syndicated this, you brought in investors, right? Yeah. Yep. Tell me the story. How'd this thing come apart or about what is it? What? Well, the, the long story is uh, like six years ago, um, you know, my wife's from Wisconsin and we were up there and, you know, traveling around there's little, little shops at Kohler and, and they had one of these, there obviously it's not to make money it's just because herb likes golf and wanted to have something there and it was more like a pro shop and you know whatever and and started looking around and it wasn't it wasn't track man it was another another system and you know it was like christmas time and you know my wife looks at me and looked at, like i was a kid in a candy shop she goes all right i'll come back in a couple hours and she just walked off because she knew i was going to be there pounding questions and go and play and so i actually played and whatever and it's asking, it started, you know, my business mind going and, um, you know, it wasn't until I flipped on this imaginary golf course that I got it and I went, Oh my God, that was so much fun. Cause anyone, I mean, I'm a plus three handicap. I can go throw down $500 or whatever it is and go play any golf course. I'm having a blast, but this is like Machu Picchu. Mm. I'm like, and I got to think about hitting stuff around dragons or whatever. And it's my mind went crazy going, Oh my gosh, this is crazy how do we make money at this? Yeah. How, and then, you know, this is the key part, not as how I make money at it, but how do I align my, my line this around my life that I want to go do and run the people I want to deal with. Yeah. And it took me six years to figure that out. And it was in the middle of 2019, well, late 2019. So we, we syndicated the apartment complex. We syndicated the office complex. I had shoulder surgery right after I left my job to go start my own company. Great timing, by the way. <laughs> and um, in the middle of a, you know, coma from the painkillers, I went, oh, golf sanctuary. We can totally go do that. We could go align a syndication with, with life and just, it, it got off. Long story short, we did uh, start checking on stuff. Found out pretty quickly, I'll see Nashville. A few people are moving to Nashville. I don't know if your audience knows that or not, but a few people are moving to Nashville. It's like 130 people a day. Yeah. By the way, we're full. You know, we're full. There's no yeah. more people. Like, Go please away. don't come. Go away. Um, we have no more golf courses. We have no more land because, like we just said, there's a, there's a supply shortage of, of houses. So they're not building more golf courses, and why would you? Because they're lost leaders. There's, there's no way to make money at them. So if you've got more people moving here from the Northeast that love to play golf, and we got no golf courses, all of a sudden – your golf courses are full and all of a sudden you've got a waiting list. Yeah. And that was before COVID. Yeah. COVID happened that saves golf. All of a sudden everybody's working on the golf course. Yeah. That's the only place you can go. All the courses now have a waiting list that are full. 
yep. and their initiations were jacked up. I went, oh, this is the time to go do it. Mm-hmm. But back up, I was actually, um, my, my lunch and learn for this, pre, pre-COVID was scheduled in March. I had 25 or 30 people I was going to bring together and like just kind of pitch this idea and just kind of get some feedback on it. And this is the, the encouragement I want to give to people because once you hear the story, you're going to go, oh my God, why didn't you stop? That was like total signs you should have stopped. It was like, no, no, it's a time to say, F it, we're going for it. Yeah. So March of 2020, um, it was early March. I got T-boned hmm. with my daughter in the car, totaled the car. The next day, there was a, so I didn't have a car. Uh, next day, there's a tornado, kid, 22 people in Nashville. Hmm. 22 people died in East Nashville. I lost... 20 people that were going to come because they're helping clean up over in East Nashville. And then we had six people show up out of 25. I was like, okay, this is crazy, but we're still going to do it. We felt a little guilty about having it because everything's going on. And then a week after that, another storm came through and knocked the power out for us. The week after that COVID happened, shut down the world. And I literally, the capital markets, and this is funny because you know, real estate guys, I'm literally about to go on the real estate guys um, virtual syndication and talking about all this lending stuff. And they get a text message. The thing I'm talking about from, from my capital markets guys going, capital markets just shut down. They're not buying Jack squad. It's like, great. I got 15 minutes here to talk about what <laughs> <laughs> we're dead. We lost a quarter million dollars in commissions from stuff out of my pipeline, just like that. Jeez. So total car, like not much interest in this thing. COVID, my other business is like done. Got to restructure that. And I just looked at Alice and I was like, is that a sign? Mm. So should we stop this thing? And I took about three seconds and went, honest to God, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's do it. So we went after it and, um, yeah, we found a couple locations. I actually talked to another guy, uh, it's an investor that, um, my, my first presentation to get back to this was like, we're going to do start small because that's what we do. We want to do proof of concept. It's in COVID. We're a brand new idea. Like let's start small. And I presented to him and he's like a very, he's one of those guys like is super, super wealthy. He goes, this is nothing. I would not support this. I love you, but I'm not set foot in this place. I went, really? He's like, yeah, you need to, you need to basically like, this is a POS. Like you just go, go do it bigger. It's like, all right, well, screw it. We're going bigger. So long story short, we found this building. There's two days on the market, completely unbelievable. Husband and wife were doing this. I literally had to knock down three walls. I put one wall back up because we didn't even knock it down. <laughs> I walked through this thing and I told my COO, like, this is where this goes, where this goes, where this is the grand entrance. This is the, you know, the A-frame. I'm looking at the chandeliers right now, the community suite, and we got this, this, and this, and laid it completely out. It's exactly the way I did, except for one thing. I didn't think we were going to hire an executive chef. Mm. So my putting green I was going to have downstairs is now upstairs. And we brought an executive chefs. So we have a restaurant there for more community. But the entire idea was alignment of, I wanted to go play more golf and I wanted to include people I go play golf with, but also go raise money in a private setting. Like right now I'm doing a suite. Yeah. You know, we've got it. It's private. You can't really hear out there. Yeah. So these conversations, I can get intentional. We can get vulnerable and on why you want to invest, what you want to go do, what's the the goals here, but also create community for their, that's family friendly as well as for great golfers. Cause we have, you know, I mean, I'm a scratch golfer. Michael's a scratch golfer and let's be honest, we're highly competitive. We want to go mix it up. Yeah. And that, that gets us going. So uh, that's what we created. Um, and uh, this is one of six suites right here and uh, behind me, like this is the week of the British open and we've got St. Andrews is where they're playing. And, this is uh, 18 at St. Andrews right here. That's so cool. And yeah. it's, so it's a membership model and literally like you talked yeah. about it, it's like a country club. And you know, I, I had such a, again, I loved talking about this off camera mm-hmm. ahead of time, but yeah. moving to Austin was an epiphany for me. And I mentioned this to you because I love golfing. And when I was in Phoenix, yeah. I was golfing, you know, one to two, sometimes yeah. three times a week. And yeah. when I moved to Austin, you know what I realized? Um, number one, there's not very many courses here, as you said, number no. two, a lot of them are private. The nice courses in Austin yeah. are private. So, you know, the, uh, I got a couple of buddies that are like, Hey, you can come join us, but it's like a hundred thousand dollar buy-in fee. And anyway, oh, yeah. they're like, 
you might get three or four good months of golf here in Austin. And mm -hmm. so what you've built, I love because it's like, uh, it's a country club. It's a place to do business. There's a bar, you have a high-end restaurant. What a beautiful, what a beautiful business model. Well, you think about it, I mean, from a business model, also recurring revenue, mm -hmm. but the alignment of it, of who we have in here for investors, that's, that's what I wanted to get around. But as a golfer, and doing business on the golf course, you, you look at the, the the one factor, which is not whether it's time. Mm. I mean, if you really want to go play golf, you can go play golf. It's 110. Yeah. I mean, I did it as a kid, but I don't, I'm not going to go do it now. And I'm sure. not going to spend five hours out there. Yeah. And if it rains or whatever, like, and something happens, the, the biggest thing is where I got with this is a young, you know, I got a young family, um, golf guilt. We're, we're, to totally, you know, you're marking that thing as his earn little thing. Like it's totally mm -hmm. golf guilt because yep. you're on the golf course, especially you haven't played because you haven't practiced because whatever yeah. you get out there, you play like crap and you're like, I should be with my family. I should be whatever. Yeah. At the same time, you're the golf, the office go, man, it's a great day. I like to go play. And you go out there and like you suck. Yeah. So now you're thinking I should be in two different places. Yeah. So with this, there's no more golf guilt. You can do it all. You can bring your family in. You're not going to be embarrassed by who's around here. You're going to have a lot of fun, great food, have your kids engaged, get some work in, spend some quality time with them, but not bake the, uh, break the bank on time. Mm -hmm. You play, you know, I was there last night and played, had a nice warm up, played 18 holes and um, just uh, played 90 minutes. So great meal, 18 holes, 90 minutes yeah. in and out. It's beautiful. But the, you know, for us in, in Nashville, there's, you know, you think about like, oh, it's a beautiful place. It's in the South. We don't have that many nice days. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe 200. You take out the, the weekends or the, the work days and you're probably at 50 or 60 good days. Yeah. When does everyone want to go play on the weekends? Right. Or if it's a nice day on a Wednesday evening and like what day is it? It's like, it's probably 95 out there right now. Yeah. You may, you may make it four holes. You're like, yeah, this is awful. And you're sweating. This can do it all. I love it. Such a brilliant yeah. business model, man. And it's such a, yeah. I love the way that you powered through it too. You know, just the convictions and you knew it was something that you needed to do. So what's the future of golf sanctuary look like? Uh, very bright. It's, it's awesome. Um, we, when I first figured it out, and this is one of those things not, not to get too like deep, but I'm one of those guys, if I don't, I have to start with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't want another job or I had one, you know, or, you know, I had another business. I asked myself, like, how do I create this into a hundred million plus dollar business? Mm. It has to be scalable and it has to run without me because my other business right now doesn't, it still takes my time. Yeah. So how do I do this without me? So I penciled it out and asked that great question. And this is very much scalable. So we've got the first one here. We got, We'll probably do three to five more that we're storing. I've got another model I want to go try. It's a little bit of a hybrid, still high end. And again, we're, for people we didn't again, we didn't cover this on the on the on the thing. Um, so because we're exclusive, kind of a semi exclusive uh, club, so we have no signs and no address on the building. We're tucked away in a cul de sac. Shades are drawn, and there's no photos or videos inside. We're in a private suite with the screen behind me, so there's nothing out there because we have. I've been award-winning athletes in here. We got Grammy award-winning artists. We got CEOs that just want to be themselves yeah. and not be famous. And that's, that's why we call it the sanctuary yeah. for that exhale as you walk in. So for us, it's replicating that and probably three to five key markets and then we'll franchise. So we're doing a penciling another race, kind of identifying who are our assets, who we know in Austin, yeah. uh, Pennsylvania, Minneapolis. I mean, all the things you think of. I mean, it's not hard to go figure out, like, hey, who are the top markets people move into? Tampa, you know, all that. And then who we know there that can go run one of these things that gets what we're doing and why. And then we'll pick three to five of those and go, go see what we can go make happen. You know, make sure our, our numbers are real tidy and then we'll franchise. Um, and it's not going to be like one, there's going to be a golf sanctuary on every corner, like a quick trip or a, you know, or a, or a, you know, holiday Inn or whatever, like these going to be exclusive. It's going to be probably one per city, nice. you know, that's uh, a major MSA. And, uh, because we want it to be something special, Yeah. not, you know, it wants to be inclusive. We don't want to be inclusive. Yeah. 
I mean, the humans were inclusive, but we're only exclusive. Like there's gotta be a special, and that's the great thing. It's special. Yeah. Well, man, you've got, you got me excited about it. If, yeah. if, uh, if Austin doesn't have one before you franchise, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to, I'd love to buy the franchise. Cause I, 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 yeah. I love it. Brilliant model. Yeah. The, here's like the was little things so that we walked in. So it just, I don't know where else you would do. We're going to ship. I didn't ask for this. They didn't do this. Not because of me or whatever, but every booking, we got an app, all that. So I booked this so I could like, show you this. Cause I knew you would get really excited about it. I walk in and there's a hot baked, fresh baked from scratch chocolate chip cookie sitting there mm. for me. And I went, Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. That is so freaking cool. Like, yeah. here you go. You know, like this, this, those little things. Like I didn't, no one told anyone to go do this. They just did it. Cause that's the type of people we got. Yeah. So those little things you can go do throughout, I mean, from our tequila tastings to wine tastings to, um, hackers happy hour that we got, you got to be a double digit for handicap worse to go play in to, um, you know, some of the stuff we're doing for the lead athletes, um, to gosh events in here. I mean, it's all by design to create alignment and create community around a game. We mostly love. So good. Well, <laughs> if, if people are in Nashville and they're interested in a membership, you guys have memberships open. We have memberships open. We're, uh, and this is the, the cool thing. It's mainly been word of mouth. We opened literally October 4th. Wow. Got our CEO. Uh, we actually pre-sold 25 memberships in April and they waited until October till we open. Uh, November 1st, we, of 2021, we actually let new members in and it was six months in, seven months in, we're halfway full Wow. with really no marketing other than, than word of mouth. Wow. So we've got about 50% uh, capacity left. And so, yeah, so bring it. We'd love to, love to have, have more members and, and, uh, see how we can invite you in the community and, and, uh, show you how to create a little more return on your time. So great. Where do people find out yeah. about the sanctuary? Pretty easy. Golfsanctuary.com. Nice. But dang, you yeah. nailed it. Mm-hmm. Golfsanctuary.com. I love it. Oh, here, here's another one. Um, if we got time on this yeah. one. Yeah. So I didn't have the domain. Oh. And 20, 2020 into 2020 i did not have the domain i had everything like llc all that incorporated but i didn't have the domain and i got an email i mean absolutely out of the blue from someplace that said that the domain the golfcentury.com was going up for for auction and i went oh and here's the date and i, went, I told uh, i told allison i was like my day's blocked off of this do not call me i don't care what is happening yeah. Yeah. i'm buying that domain we have to have it i'm I'm prepared to write a check for $10,000 for this thing. Like this is a brand I believe is going to be a billion dollar brand. Like yeah. we've got to have this thing. Yeah. So waited, 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 waited. Have my, put my bid in. I was like, started off like $22. Like put in $22 and just watched it. I mean, just sit there like a weirdo watching the computer screen, refresh, 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 like eight hours. It was ridiculous. And like, Oh my God, I got the end going like one minute left. I was the only bidder and bought it for $22. No way. That's when, you know, that's when you know you have something divine that you're stepping into just because of faith going yeah yeah baby this this is on this is on that is awesome yeah Yeah, that's super cool well i really appreciate the insight and Mm -hmm. i think the um obviously the wisdom you bring um Mm -hmm. but i think that story of tenacity too and i'm just super excited to see what the future of golf sanctuary looks like but um anything else that we want to cover while while i got you here I think we cover all all the highlights there. I mean, we're, you know, July, 2022 on this thing, we're heading into more likely a recession, stagflation, all that. I mean, the big thing that, that, that I would tell people is they're going into uncertainty. Mm. You know, we talk about that as like, you know, the uncertainty diving deeper into like, what does freedom look like in, in political economic I mean, supply chain, you can like, you're free. If you read the news every day or watch social media, mm-hmm. you're going to freak out yeah. by design. And once you understand that it's designed to get you elevated, you know, getting this Miami Novotny stuff here. So just get you elevated, bring yourself back down with your breathing and understand that is what they're trying to do yeah. is divide you. It is get you all elevated so they can divide you and own you. Yeah. You get off that crap and just step back and realize, yeah, I understand like weird stuff is going on here, but my goal is freedom. Mm. What does that freedom look like? How do you define that? Yeah. Take it step by step. 
like, okay, what is, you know, to start with your, your financial stuff, not like I got to make a hundred thousand dollars a month, but what is like, what would it just take just to make my mortgage payment or just put set aside money and start small and start working up towards that with a big picture in mind of, I don't have to do this on my own. Yeah. And it's better that you don't yeah. because there's, like you said, there's, there's wisdom in the multitude of, of counsel. How do you go invest with others that have done this? Cause you got a hundred thousand dollars to burn out of a HELOC. Don't do it on your own. You've never done it before. I mean, I'd much rather give it to you create some arbitrage there. Yeah. Like you go do it. Cause you're going to go create a double digit return for me. I may F this up and just lose it all. Yeah. So find like-minded people to go hang around with your tribe, mm -hmm. but also know freedom is not necessarily a dollar. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there has to be a dollar to it, but not necessarily a dollar to it. It, it can be a person. Yeah. So good. And it, it can be strange. So I, I just leave people with that. I was like, don't, don't, don't freak out. Um, it's going to be some major opportunities. We're seeing so many opportunities right now. It's going to get really exciting for most people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where, you know, where legacies are changed. Yeah. So good. Love it. Yeah. So good. So obviously golfsanctuary.com. Yeah, if people uh, are interested in lending or any of your investments, yeah. um, where can they find you? Uh, we've got a little, uh, little landing page just on me. It's billybrown.me, M-E. So I get you there and talk about the Investors Capital Group, kind of link into the Golf Sanctuary and all that. So it's kind of the, hey, here's what we got going on. If you want to contact me, you know, a contact form. It ain't, it ain't like your website or whatever. Like, we're just, you know, like, we're not trying to make me as a, as a brand. But if you want to connect with me, we'll, we'll, we'll find time to talk and, and uh, see how we can help out. So it's, uh, it's fun. It's fascinating. It's, uh, it's a wild ride. And, and, uh, I love talking to entrepreneurs who are trying to do the same thing. Yeah. So good. So good. Well, I really appreciate your time and your wisdom and, uh, just really great connecting with you and look forward to the future of golf sanctuary. I can't wait to be in one of those bays. Get you up here, baby. I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a steak. It'll be the best steak you ever had. Sweet. I love it. And a cookie. And a cookie. All right. Have a good day. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.